When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boom, there we go. We all know who the Toronto Maple Leafs are playing next because it's been written in the stars since yesterday when Austin Matthews scored his 49th goal. It has now been called poetic or whatever you want to wax it to be that they're playing the Arizona Coyotes. So I had to have on someone from the organization around them that covers them, and that is the man, Steve Peters. How's it going, Steve? It's going really well, and you've got it right because Matthews has been unbelievable on a tear, and now... The Leafs have the day off in Arizona today, so it's going to be 80 degrees and sunny. I'm sure Austin's got all the Leafs either on the golf course or the tennis course. Hope they're having fun, have a few cocktails in the sun, get all ready for tomorrow's game against the Yotes. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute fun one for them. Obviously, uh, Matthew Nyes as well. We'll talk about both those players coming from Arizona and basically being products of that environment. But before I jump in there, talk about an environment. I want to get down to Mullet before the Yotes are done in there and see a game. Is it as advertised? Is it still a cool experience? I know it's more intimate, but I think it would be a cool experience, man, being in something like that, a smaller arena with those fans so close to the ice. You know, James, it's funny because everybody gives Arizona such a hard time and, oh, Arizona stinks and, oh, they play in this small building. And on the same time, everybody goes, yeah, but I want to see a game there. I tell you what, if you want to see Austin Matthews from 13 rows away, it is an unbelievable NHL hockey experience. Edmonton was here um, uh, two days ago, actually yesterday, and you could see Connor McDavid from 13 rows away. It's like going to a, a local practice rink and watching the best players in the world. The, the atmosphere is fantastic, and, and I know it's it's a joke around the league. I get it. We know there's only 5,000 seats, but I bet you Toronto fans, if you had the opportunity to see a game inside that building with a college atmosphere with fans on their feet, it, it's got, they, they chant, they cheer, the, the music's great. It's a fun atmosphere. Um, you know, and that's why it gets full of all these Canadian fans. I mean, you saw the Edmonton Oilers in the stands the other day. It, there were, they outnumbered them. Wait till, wait till tomorrow. It's going to be all yeah. blue and white for the Leafs tomorrow at the mullet. It is a fantastic place to watch an NHL game. Yeah, well, it definitely looks that way, especially on TV and the way the walkthroughs went through. And yeah, it's, you know what, it is what it is with teams talking about how it's not fair, it's too small, it's this or that. It is what it is for this team right now, but it's an experience. It's something guys should kind of look forward to where it is that enclosed, smaller space, but it's just on top of you. And I love that. I can't wait. And it seems like it gets raucous in there. You talk about Edmonton fans. You're right. Wait till the blue and white fans get in there and start cheering on Austin Matthews and Matthew Nyes. Um, one thing about this rink, and I mean, some people make chirps about it. You had Matthew Nice. He's coming to town, hometown kind of boy, but he made that comment. He said, I got 50 or 60 people coming and it's going to fill up an entire section. <laughs> I mean, yeah, had to, had to get the dig in there. And I'm like, why, why you got to do that? Like you're, you're going home. Enjoy it. 
You know, don't yep. rile up anybody you don't need to rile up. You know, James, Coyote fans are used to it. I mean, it's honestly part of the territory. The, the sad thing about Matthew Nice, because I watched this kid play. He, he played with Josh Doan back when they were little kids, and we watched them play at the practice rink. And I remember talking to, to Shane Doan once, and we were watching his son play at the game. And he goes, no, Josh is okay, but watch this nice kid. This nice kid is the real deal. And who would have guessed he's come out to be like what he has done this this rookie season. The kid's unbelievable. And for him to have a homecoming like this, I'm really excited to see Matthew and Nice get the opportunity to play here. You're right. I wish they were playing in a brand new facility in Tempe and they had all of the fans um, able to, to, to come to the game to root them on. But but the story's fantastic because not, not just – being born here, but they, they actually play their hockey here, their minor hockey here. So having this opportunity to play back here for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable experience for, for Nyes and, and Matthews. I'm really excited to see what Maddie Nyes can do here in this building with his big body and driving the net. Um, I would guess those two guys are going to have a great night, but but I, I, I don't know. Wait and see. Matthews always does well here in the desert. He's always good for at least one. Yeah, well, I mean, that's all he needs right now. We'll talk about that in a second. We're talking about, you know, a new facility a second ago. You said, you know, be shiny new ticket in Tempe. I want to ask and, and get a gut check vibe from someone who's around the team a lot because it's all good for all of us to say what we need to say, you know, thousands of kilometers, thousands of miles away and say, you know, this is what we view the Coyotes as or the situation as. But you're someone who's there in the minutia every single day. Is this team staying in Arizona um, do you have a gut feeling one way or the other? For me, I listen, I make no gripe about it. I've said Batman should have let this horse go to pasture. I mean, it, they've tried, and it's not for lack of trying. But, you know, if they can get a rink built there, I never want to see a fan base lose their team. But it just seems like every avenue has been consistently exhausted. And it's like, when do you start saying maybe there needs to be something else? For you, what is it gut check-wise? Is it we're staying or is it getting more towards the, we're going to be going somewhere else. You know, James, I actually worked for the team for 20 years. So I was on the inside of the locker room. I was around it when all of this happened, when the rumors, they were going to Hamilton and Portland and Winnipeg. I I've seen it and I've yeah. seen it come really close to leaving. I don't think that's happening right now. I think it's close. I think it could happen. I honestly believe they could play in Salt Lake as soon as the next season. I believe that. However, Batman has put so much time and effort into keeping this franchise here in Arizona. This is it. This is the one last gasp for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the owner, Alex Morello, has a piece of land that they're going to go to auction in June. If he gets and wins that land in auction, this team will stay. If they don't win the auction in the middle of June, look for a knight in white shining armor to come save the team. I, I, there are rumored to be three other groups that are going to buy and keep the team here. And one of them is rumored to be the, the Phoenix Suns owner, Matt Ishbia. And he wants to, to package the Coyotes and the Suns and keep this team downtown. My honest opinion right now, my gut feeling, and, and Canadian fans aren't going to want to hear this, uh, this team's staying. And they're going to be playing another season in Arizona. And, and I think they'll be playing in a new building in three seasons. And I know Canadian fans hate it. But let me say this, James, for all the Canadian fans that give it such a hard time and hate it, they sure as hell like jumping on a plane and flying down to Scottsdale to watch hockey for a day or two. So, so just hang on. So just hang on. It, it's going to turn out here. And I know people want to see, you know, it's Quebec, it's it's Portland, it's Salt Lake City. All of these teams come up. Um, I think this team is going to stay here in Arizona. I, I think Batman has put it too much time and effort. And I think you'll see the Arizona Coyotes here long term. Well, for me, I think the thing that makes most sense is what you said about Matt Ishby. You yeah. know, make that a package deal. Have them play out of the same building for now. Get a new building built if that's the way you're leaning towards. 
and just make it a product, you know, just drive it home with both and be able to play off each other on both tenants as well, because then you have something rolling. And then he has control over it too. Someone who knows the area, someone who's entrenched in there, you know, it just makes sense. That's the best way to say it for that. And as a Canadian hockey fan, like I just said a moment ago, I don't want to see any fan base lose their team. Right. I would rather, and I think the owner, I, I forget his name, it escapes me at the moment, who said he'd swoop in and offer a generous amount for the Coyotes to move them to Salt Lake. Yeah, Ryan I, Smith. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Smith. With Ryan the Smith. Yep. I really think that Mr. Smith and his group would rather have an expansion because there's all the hype and the hoopla around an expansion draft. It really draws right. eyes on your, you know, your product that you're building, and you can bring in people for the draft, much like Seattle did. You know, and really just pump it up and make it something new. Whereas if you bring the Coyotes there, you're bringing the team that you have, and then you're trying to augment that team with the cap situation that's there and everything. I guess what he would want, Ryan Smith, is probably a turnkey team and get in there. But if I'm a new guy coming in, whether it's Quebec, whether it's Salt Lake, whether it's Atlanta for the 50th time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) seriously, talk about markets that, you know, you've gone to and really didn't sustain – but, uh, you know, you want an expansion draft is what you want. So I'm hoping the Coyotes yeah. can stay. All jokes I, aside, hope they stay. And, James, you look at the, you look at the last two expansion teams. Look at what they did in, in Vegas and Seattle. And not only did they create the hoopla, but they had good teams right away. You pull the Arizona Coyotes to Salt Lake, you're still the Arizona Coyotes. I, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to knock this team because they've got a lot of nice pieces coming and their, their drafts have been great. All those things are true. But this team is not ready to win. And and I think if you're a Salt Lake, you're going, gosh, we get an expansion team. We we play our cards right. We're right there. So, yeah, I agree. I do think that that's what Salt Lake's doing. And and I know, again, I, I, I'm glad I get an opportunity to talk to some fans north of the border. I know it's a joke. We all get it. Like, we we, we cover this team and we hear everything that, that, that the trolls and the critics say. Get it. There is a hockey base here. But, like, anyway, you got to win. Like, if you don't win, people don't go. And I think that this team has been so bad for so long that people have kind of turned to it. And I know Mullet fills, thank goodness, their 5,000 seats can fill. But if this team can ever be just a playoff team, they don't have to be a Stanley Cup champion. The expectations aren't what they are in Toronto. I mean, you you guys, need it's cup or bust every year. Here, they just need a team that's going to compete for it, that's going to play competitive hockey and be around that playoff spot. If they do that, I think people will show up because of the transplants, because of the Canadian residents. Western Canadian people live all over this valley, and they go to these games, but they want to see a winner. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? You want to go see. I mean, unless there's a big ticket coming in, like a Connor McDavid or an Austin Matthews or just a player that maybe yourself you want to see, but you want the team that is the tenant every single night to not only have some names in the lineup, but be putting some points up on the board and be in the chase. It makes for more exciting hockey. But speaking of making exciting hockey, Arizona has produced two top liners for our Toronto Maple Leafs in Matthew Nyes and Mr. Austin Matthews. We talked a little bit about... Matthew Nyes just a moment ago, you know, growing up in the Arizona area, playing his hockey there. Same thing with Matthews. What can you say about, we've talked about Nyes already, but what can you say about Matthews um, basically and what he means to the Arizona market? Obviously, there was a lot of, hey, he's not going to resign in Toronto. He's going to go home and play in Arizona. And I still hold true to this. I think he will at the tail end of his career playing in Arizona and really try to drive some eyes and, you know, just marketability to the Arizona Coyotes. 
Yeah, you know, when you look at Austin Matthews, he's, he, he's a guy that loves it here in the Valley. And he spends his offseason here. Even when it's 120, he's here. He brings a lot of players with him. Matty Nice is going to be here as well. Austin Matthews loves the desert. He's not going to play in front of 5,000 people. That, that's not going to happen. The, I agree with you, James. I think at the tail end of his career, he's got a couple of parades down, down downtown Detroit with the Cup. I think he ends his career in Arizona. I really do. He loves it here. His family's here. He wants to be around this, but he also wants to be a part of a winner. And I think that the community in Toronto has really embraced him there. And I tell you what, you look at this kid and what he has done. He is, and again, this is going to be another shot and and, and Toronto fans are not going to like me. This is where they say, get rid of hockey in the desert and hockey in Arizona. Guess what you wouldn't have? You You wouldn't have have Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews went to Coyote games as a kid. His favorite player was Danny Breer. He he skated around in a Kachina jersey. Otherwise, he would not have played hockey. And now he's going to be the the, the leading scorer of one of the best franchises in the history of hockey at the, the center of the hockey universe in Toronto. And he is the guy. And that doesn't happen without hockey here and there in Arizona. I, I, he is a treat to watch. What he's doing this season is beyond special. Like his, it started off. He's got a, he's a goal scorer. He's got that release. All those things are true, but he is driving the bus right now for this leaf team. Like, like you, you read about, he, he's been unbelievable. And to be able to have look on his wing and see Maddie Nyes, another Arizona kid pulling this team, you know, through the muck and the mire is, is really exciting for an Arizona fan. I know there's a lot of Arizona fans here that, that root for the coyotes, but they also root for the Toronto Maple Leaf just because of that homegrown talent there. And it is fun to watch. And I tell you what, they don't disappoint. No, they definitely don't disappoint. And look at a guy like Matthew Nyes. And, you know, for me, this kid played university hockey last year. He's now in territory where he hasn't been. More games than he's ever played. Mm-hmm. You know, more minutes than he's used to playing. Also playing against higher skilled competition. And he's starting to figure out how to use his body, but also starting to figure out how to put it together for a full 60 in the NHL. We saw yesterday the beautiful goal he scored against St. Louis. That stuff will come for me. I think this season is about getting him the feels of being a first or second liner with the Leafs and what the grind is like. And I think next season you will see a, an unleashed Matthew mm-hmm. Nyes because he'll know what the rigors are like, what the travel is like, you know, what it takes on your body, the sleep schedule, all those different things that a pro needs to learn coming from the university ranks to here. I think this is just scraping the iceberg for the kid. And, and and keep in mind, this is still Toronto. Like I don't know if I, I am sure you're you're inside the bubble, so maybe you see it. But it is the hardest place to play in the National Hockey League. You 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 are under a microscope every time you go to the rink. If Matthew Nyes is playing in Arizona, one nobody would even know who he was when he left the rink. No one would know and or care. And, and so you, you the pressure isn't there to perform every night. I think it's a different animal playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think Matty Nyes has done an exceptional job. I think the expectations were high that he was going to be you know a Calder kind of kid. I, I think the expectations have been so high for Matty Nyes. I think he's played exceptional, especially who he's playing with. But you're right. The best of Matty Nyes is yet to come. Once he's got that confidence that maybe I do belong here. And, and I, I now fit into my own skin and this is great. Yeah, I think there are great, great days ahead for Matty Nyes in the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. No, I definitely think so. And I was one that picked him as a dark horse for the Calder, obviously. You've seen what he was able to do tail end of last season. He came in, confidence was high, stripping guys of the mm-hmm. puck really showing that he belonged, you know, not only on the offensive side, but the defensive side. And when he did make bad plays, guys took him aside and let him know what was going on and where to fix that and fix it up like Ryan O'Reilly last year. But uh, for Austin Matthews, tomorrow could be very, very special 
because he can score that 50th goal at home in Arizona because that's where he's from and really just set everybody – start a fairy tale, really. And everybody's saying, you know, 50 goals. Nobody's even talking about the fact he's scoring 50 goals. It's like, yeah, it's 50 goals, cool. When, when, tell me when he gets to 70, then we'll start talking and you know, chattering a little bit more. But 50 is still special in this league. He's one of the most, pro- most prolific goal scorers since coming into the league. He's uh, leaps and bounds. I think, what is it, 30 or 40 goals ahead of the next best guy since coming into the league. And that's guys like Ovechkin, Dreisaitl, Crosby, uh, McDavid. You go down the list of guys who put the Pasternak, put the puck in the neck. He is ahead of all of those guys. And if you want to throw a little bit of a hot topic out there, he's pacing faster than Alexander Ovechkin was for goal scoring. That's unbelievable. His worst season, James, is 34. I mean, that's his worst season. Are you out of your yeah. mind? Like this guy, I, and by the way, I don't know if, I don't know, James, is there sports gambling in, in Canada? Can you bet on we, we, Yes, we do. We got it. No, not every province has it, but we okay, have it just in some second. province. We do in Arizona. So if you, if you want to get hit that one, uh, Austin Matthews is scoring tomorrow. He's getting his 50th in Arizona. Like they are going, to, everybody in blue and white is going to get him the puck. They want him to score this goal in this building, in this state tomorrow. Austin Matthews will get a goal. He may get friggin' four. Like <laughs> once he yeah. gets on fire, look out. And that's one team with this, this Arizona Coyote team is on a 10 game loser. They stink. And so if he's going to light it up, this might be the day. So look for number 50 tomorrow. We all know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You want to check out the Flyers and Leafs tonight, lay a bet down? That may be the way to do it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for your problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright the NHL 2024. All rights are reserved. Listen, we'll, we'll talk about the game in a second, but yes, 50 tomorrow for Austin Matthews. And I think it'll be nice if it was Austin Matthews from Matty Nye's, oh, wow. the Arizona connection. Just just, just finish that sentence write perfectly, write it in the stars, write that script, yeah. Uh, so tomorrow, obviously, the Toronto Maple Leafs coming into town to play the Arizona Coyotes. Um, for me, I look at it like this. If a team is slumping, if a team is starting a new goaltender, if there's a former Maple Leaf in the lineup, those things always go against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So you're on a 10-game <laughs> yep. losing streak. I bet yep. you it ends tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Alex Kerfoot with the hat trick tomorrow against the Leafs for the Coyotes. I tell you what, you've said it. And this, this, there's some kind of kryptonite for this Toronto Maple Leaf team against the Arizona Coyotes. We joke about it here in Arizona. and We say, well, it's an automatic win. We get Toronto on the schedule. They've won seven of their last 10. 
the Coyotes. And I, I, and that's bad Coyote teams. That's that's teams that are racing for Bedard bad versus yep. the team that's leading the Eastern Conference. And they still win. So, yeah, you, you can't say this is an easy one for the Coyotes, although they are really having a hard time right now. And they, they've had two two good teams in here over the last couple of days, and they, they've just struggled. Edmonton came in here, and Edmonton didn't play for 40 minutes and still beats them by two. Um, if Toronto plays... And Toronto plays for 60 minutes. This could get ugly. And Karel Vomelka is going to start in net. And Karel's, he, you know, he's he's been that guy that's made 50 saves before. He's done it. Yeah. He just hasn't done it lately. He's really had a, had a tough season. I, I'm concerned. This team has given up more goals in the first 10 minutes of a of a game than any other team in the National Hockey League. Toronto, if they get off to a fast start, this one could be over in the first 10 minutes. Um, you just have to hope. You just have to hope that those guys like Alex Kerfoot or or like a Clayton Keller, the the best players on this team, need to understand the importance of this and rise to the occasion against a Toronto Maple Leaf team. And Maple Leafs see it all the time. I mean, you get the best of everybody every time you roll into an opposing building. It's the Leafs. People show up, you know. And, and so I guess you never count the Coyotes out. And you know their record all time is fantastic, and their record since two thousand is fantastic. And I just don't feel good about this. If you're a Leaf fan, this could be a fun one to watch. You know, Manny. By the way, Canadian fans, because of you, we have to stay up till eight for an eight p.m. start. Like, what is it back there? You're at ten p.m. start back home. Uh, so I'm on the East Coast. So I'm in Nova Scotia. So oh, sure. it's eleven o'clock start here. Oh, buddy, you got you got to get a nap in. I don't like the eight o'clock start here in Arizona. I'm old, so eight o'clock's like my limit. Yeah. And I, I like we could win done a five o'clock start. Five o'clock start would have been perfect for everybody. So you got to stay up late to see it. But I, I think that I think Toronto Maple Leaf fans are going to be thrilled. And you saw it yesterday in their game against St. Louis. I, I think if they just continue to play, this is a team that if they can play for sixty minutes, eventually they're a team that can wear their opponents down with their speed and their skill. So I, I would think that could happen tomorrow. Well, definitely. And one thing that we do miss is Alexander Kerfoot on our penalty kill. That's one of the Achilles' heels of this Toronto team is giving up too many penalties and, of course, the penalty kill not coming through. Same thing happened in St. Louis. Same thing happened in Anaheim. Every game they've played lately, they've given up a power play goal. So it's not been good in that regard. So if they're not disciplined against the Coyotes, uh, a player like Clayton Keller or even Kerfoot, just for the the dagger's sake, could probably get some job done. But um, I look at the, the Arizona Coyotes and I say, this team here heading towards the deadline has to be, I guess, well-positioned to make some moves, to bring in some assets that hopefully start to turn into things that can be tangible in the lineup to turn this franchise. Who do you think the biggest trade targets are for the Coyotes here? I know Matthew Dumba comes to mind. Um, I don't know if he wants to stay. He seems to like the area, uh, but I don't know if he's staying. Who would you say moves off this roster and why? Yeah, I think coming into this, you looked at two guys. You looked at Jason Zucker and Matt Dumba. Coming into the offseason, they're two uh, two guys that they signed with anticipation to to release if they weren't in a playoff spot. They are not. I would expect both of them to go. And you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, where they've struggled at the back end. And, and now you've got Morgan Riley out for a little bit. This is a team that has two rookies in the lineup in their last game against St. Louis, playing their first, yeah. you know, very first NHL game. And, and now you look at a guy like Matt Dumba, experienced, physical, um, can add a little bit of offense. He actually might fit in Toronto. Um, they've liked him here. They've liked his physical presence and, and what he's brought. Unfortunately, 
for a team that struggles in defending and giving up too many goals, partly because of their goaltending, his numbers aren't great. And you look at his plus minus, he has struggled a little bit, but he's definitely a guy that's, I would see him as being the piece because there's so many teams that need defensemen right now. I think Dumba's gone. Zucker, I, I think I expected a little bit more offensively out of him. So I thought he would be a piece last year. It was Bugstead this year, maybe it's Zucker, but the one surprise one to keep your eye out for is a guy that can help a lot of teams. And that's Nick Schmaltz. Nick yeah. Schmaltz is a guy that that he's been on the top line with Clayton Keller for a very long time, and they moved him the last two games. He's been off the top line, and I think he's kind of fallen out of favor with Andre Turnier a little bit. And he's a guy that can still score. He still he's got thirty two points in fifty two games. He's still an offensive guy. He can still help out your power play. I think there will be some suitors for him, even though he has some term left on his contract. I think the Coyotes are getting ready to move past Nick Schmaltz, and he's another guy that I think can really help a team that's trying to push um, to win this season. Well, there's a few names right there, and obviously the Maple Leafs do need defense. They need someone to saddle up with Morgan Riley, so maybe Dumba (laughs) is the name that kind of goes there. Uh, I want to ask you, before we end this here, the Maple Leafs this season, obviously there's a lot of, hoopla around them they're not the same team they're not winning at the same clip they're starting to put it together now do you see this team if they make a couple additions on the back end being a team that can compete for lord stanley's mug with the arizona boys up front i'm worried james and and, and i tell you what i, I work for brad true living here in arizona i love him i think he's one of the best managers in sports he's great to work for shane Doan is up there now we've got some winners I'm concerned about the same things I've said about the Toronto Maple Leafs over the last decade. And I think it's their goaltending and their ability to defend. And you know, you know, you look at where this team is and goals against in the league and they're in the bottom half. That's not a good recipe to try to run for the cup. I'm concerned about their goaltending. Having said that, they're good enough up front and their top six is good enough. You can outscore a lot of those problems. We've seen uh, teams, Chicago won with an average goaltender. I think Colorado has won with an average goaltender. Uh, Vegas. Vegas. So it can happen. I'm I'm concerned. And I'm also concerned about the path that Toronto has to take to get there. And and if the playoffs started today, you've got to go through Florida, then you got to go through Boston. I mean, and that's, that is a tough, tough goal, but you got to beat the best to be the best. Um, I just don't know if this is the year I I hate to say it, Toronto fans. I think you're going to be waiting for another season. Well, for me, I'll say this just to end it on a positive note. If the Maple Leafs are able to augment the D just a little bit, give someone for Riley to play with, move the proper guys down their lineup. And one thing I've said is you go and look at who are the best penalty killers have been for the past couple of seasons and see who's available, whether it's a Blake Coleman and Adam Henrique, Mm -hmm. grab those players, insert them into your bottom six, which has not been scoring, but started too lately with Bobby McMahon and stuff. But if you can have one of those guys in there, who blocks shots and helps that out, that might up your chances a bit. Yeah, and, and you're right, and, and and you're right, and the trade deadline is going to be huge for Toronto, and it's not that usual, the guy you're looking to score because you've got that covered. You don't need that top six. You've got to get somebody that can defend. You need that scrappy guy that can block shots, kill penalties, been in those wars before. Blake Coleman is a great, great name to bring up. And you know what those guys also do? They also give those top guys a little bit of a relief and a little bit of oh my goodness, we we can defend. And they give them a little bit more confidence. So this is probably one of the biggest trade deadlines for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the last decade. This is a big deal because offensively, they there is nobody in this league that can keep up with the way this top six can score. So if they can find a way to shore up their penalty killing and just a defensive forward and a defensive defenseman that can that can help defend the net front. I, I, I'm not even worried about the defense providing offense for Toronto. That's not no, a concern. We need a stay-at-home guy like a, yeah. you know, I don't, don't concern Benoit. 
Yeah, exactly. Get somebody that can defend in the blue paint and be a little bit of a physical force, but can still move. You you pick up those two players at the deadline, James, and you might be right. Yeah, it could it could be a thing. And I want to ask you this one. You know Brad Trilliving pretty well. Yep. Is he a deadline guy? Because a lot of people say in Calgary he wasn't a deadline guy. What he had is what he had. And he wouldn't make moves. I think that was more of an ownership thing. Myself personally, I think if he can make this lineup better, he will. For absolutely for sure, it was an ownership thing in, in in Calgary. Brad Brad was limited a lot by money and ownership, and the ownership was very involved in any kind of moves that that franchise made in Calgary. Where that is not the situation here in Toronto. Brad Trilliving wants to win, and if he's got the tools to win, and he's got an ability to make this hockey team better, he's going to do that. And, and I, I there is no question that he'll be active at the trade deadline if the pieces are there to make the team better. I don't think he makes a move to make a move. And that's why you have to watch some of these teams will make those big splash moves. And I tell you, one of them that did it, it's the Arizona Coyotes getting to Taylor Hall, which yep. was a disaster because he got the flashy name. It just didn't fit in the room. I don't think Brad Trilliving is going to do that. And, and I think you're right. It's going to be one of those names that that a lot of hockey fans are going to go who like I'm not sure of that but that's the guy they're going to need so I think he does upgrade this team I think he's going to do everything he can to upgrade this team and and you look at the cap you you, you, he can make that work with a guy in the bottom six and a defending defenseman I think it can work and yes I think he'll be active awesome well before I let you go do you have a Brad Trilliving story to let Leaf fans know kind of who we have as a GM whether it's a funny one or even a serious one about hockey you know, you know what? One of the things about Brad Trilliving, and he was—I I was the video coach for a long time, and he was my boss. He was the assistant GM at the time here in Arizona. And one thing I can say about Brad Trilliving, he's not only a good hockey guy; he's an unbelievably good person. And his door was open for any issues from from my my equipment wasn't working. Please help me buy some new equipment. To hey, I'm really having a problem with this coach. Can we talk about it? Or I'm having some problems, you know, at home. Can you talk about it? And then I went. He went to Calgary and became the GM. And I go, oh my gosh, like he's a big deal now. And I'm still this little guy. He pulled me aside and we taught Calgary Flames hockey for an hour. I mean, what player fits here? What do you think about this guy? Do you think we should get this goalie? And he still calls me now. I, I shouldn't probably tell people that it's trade that line because I watch a lot of hockey down here in the Southwest, I'll still get that yearly call. And it's funny because he'll start off with, Hey, how's, how's your wife? And Brad, just, what do you want? Like, who are you looking at and who can I help you with? I know you yeah. don't care. I mean, he does care. I don't mean it that way, but he's a guy that he's going to use absolutely every avenue he can to get better. And that means he's picking up the phone. So yes, I expect a Brad Trilliving call here in the next two weeks, just to see what, what I've seen around the Southwest. He's a fantastic guy. He's a good person. I believe in Brad. I think he builds winners and I think he builds winners with his staff as well. Toronto is unbelievably lucky to have him and you just got to hang on. Cause I think you got the right guy oh man now you got me all excited for the trade deadline i cannot wait um love to get you back on closer to the trade deadline in a few weeks here and just see where everything's shaking out and who and if a call has come and who you recommended but i want to thank you very much for jumping on steve it's amazing where can people find you and your work if they don't know already you know, you can follow me on Twitter at SPetersHockey, but jump over to PHNX here in Arizona at gophnxsports.com on the internet or just check our PHNX YouTube channel. We do the same thing that James is doing here for Toronto. We do for the Arizona Coyotes on the other side. So jump on in and check us out. We'll look forward to it. Well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. As always, make sure to hit that subscribe, match the follow. But this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. 